Is it a coup? Depends on who you ask. 32 million citizens have fled Venezuela. And so far, 40 people have died protesting. But at this point, like, basically no one can afford anything. Hey guys, and welcome back to season three of Getting Into Good Trouble, where trouble goes, we follow. Each episode, we find a global protest and dig deep for context to figure out how we got here. This week, we're doing the Venezuela economic crisis and the subsequent protests. So basically, Venezuela's economy is largely based off of its oil profit. But due to um, drop in oil prices, they are not gaining as much money as they are spending, so they haven't been breaking a profit. And because of that, they are in over $150 billion in debt, and not to mention that their um, country is d dealing with like hyperinflation. Their inflation rate has reached over 430%, which means that the value of currency in Venezuela has gone down tremendously. And much of this economic crisis can be attributed to the poor government policies in place that really exacerbated the problem. And people are really angry about how the government is handling this, and they've taken to the streets. So all this happened under the leadership of President um, Nicolas Maduro, and he believed in chauvinism after um, Hugo Chavez, the president before him, but that meant he had all these crazy social programs. He was giving a bunch of stuff, people free stuff, which works when there's money, but when there's not, it makes everything worse. In 2013, when Maduro was elected, hyperinflation began due to high deficit spending and money printing. So that actually how, is how a lot of countries fall into such hyperinflation is there's a lack of money, people think, print more money, right? Which is a terrible idea um, because to any future government leader, do not do this. Um, because then the money that's already there to begin with loses its value. So if you have a million dollars in savings and then suddenly you can buy a loaf of bread with a million dollars, you're in trouble. But luckily, there is an opposition leader named Juan Guiado, and he used to be the head of their, um, basically, parliament. Um, but through a constitutional loophole, he claims he's now president. And so many people are protesting that Juan Guiado should be the rightful president because they think he would be able to reverse these government policies and fix this crisis, as opposed to Maduro, who is still enforcing Chavism now more than ever. But to really understand these government practices and why this is all happening, we have to go back in time to the leadership of Hugo Chavez. So, uh, during the mid-90s, Hugo Chavez was the leader of Venezuela, and he really transformed Venezuela into the prosperous nation it was through a philosophy he called chauvinism, which was a form of socialism um, where the government controlled the oil exports and then gave people a bunch of uh, money through various social programs. 
but the system was not perfect. People protested against Chavez because of the high gas prices in Venezuela, and Chavez had hundreds of people killed. Um, this is really reflective of how things are now, because um, under the presidency of Maduro, he takes after Chavez in pretty much every aspect he can, um, and really, his violence is one of those things, unfortunately. If 100 people were killed in the mid-90s, what we're really seeing is just another manifestation of that. Which is why Chavez was impeached due to corruption charges. But can the people do the same to Maduro? That is the question that's currently playing out, and that's what the people need answered. So back to the protests themselves. I mean, they don't have food, they don't have clean drinking water, they don't have access to health care, and they are, like, their houses don't have power or gas to even, like, cook things. And the police are meeting them with extreme violence, such as they're attacking them with tear gas and um, rubber bullets. And so far, 40 people have died protesting. Although, to be fair, the all sides of the protest are violent. There's a lot of heated emotions, and that's caused people to throw things, shoot things, burn things, really anything they can do to try to get Maduro to resign. Really, they're just at this point of desperation. Protests are not only dangerous due to the police, but unlike other protests, we have seen the, that these are inherently violent in nature due to the fact that the population has suffered for a long time and they must resort to violence to quote-unquote be heard. To quote one of the protesters, the government does not want us communicating with the rest of the country. We couldn't protest not just because of the gas, but also because of the gang violence. Um, can you explain that a bit? Like how those two things are related? So we see three types of main pro three types of main violence in these protests. The first one is from the government oppressing the people trying to suppress these protests. The second one is the crime rings that have that are involved in South America, in particular Venezuela. They make it very hard to protest because they make the streets, whether or not there is a protest, dangerous. And the third one is the protesters themselves are really upset at the government, and in order to be heard, they need to cause damage. So. Venezuelan people felt that their living conditions are so bad and so poor that they had to resort to violence in order to solve the issues.